Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. Used to be every single message, it's like every, every time you prepared a message, when we first started in the ministry back in the, in the 80s, it's like everything was an hour. Yeah, you ever listen to Joyce Meyer? Like Joyce Meyer, everything's an hour. Right? It's, you know, you can just count. It's going to be 55 minutes to an hour all the time. Uh, it used to be that way, but I don't know. My, uh, my messages seem to have shrunk over the years, praise the Lord. Amen. But that's okay, because I heard one pastor say, I've never heard a short message I didn't like. Amen. Matthew chapter 13. i got to find it myself. And Jesus presented another parable to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went away. But when the wheat sprouted and bore grain, then the tares became evident also. The slaves of the landowner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? And he said to them, An enemy has done this. The slaves said to him, Do you want us then to go and gather them up? But he said, No. For while you are gathering up the tares, you may uproot the wheat with them. Allow both to grow together until the harvest. And in the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, First gather up the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them up, but gather my wheat into the, my barn. Hallelujah. In this parable, the servants uh, of this man wake up one morning and find they have an unexpected problem on their hands. They suddenly realize that there's tares that have been sown among the wheat. And they were concerned. They were anxious. It's like, you know, I just want to share with you a little bit tonight about uh, handling the unexpected. What do you do when unexpected things hit? When, when things crop up, all of a sudden you've got a problem facing you. I know one of the first things they said was, how can this happen? Do you ever notice how we, we want to question? We, always, we want to know what happened. What did we do wrong? Or, or how did it happen? How could this have happened? And so they questioned the landowner. And they said, and... Uh, but he straightens them out right away, and he says, an enemy has done this. Now, not every problem in our life is from the devil. I'm convinced that there's, there's I think there's three, there's three ways that uh, trials, you might say, struggles can come into our life. One of them, sometimes God brings certain things into our life to, to test us, to, to strengthen us. You know, our faith really grows in times of uh, struggle. That's, that's when you learn to trust God. Like if, in a financial situation, let's say, you, let's say you're having some financial difficulties. That's the time where you're really going to trust God for finance. You're going to learn how God is faithful. You're gonna, but if the finances are just flowing, it doesn't take any faith at all. You know, I've often, I've often said a tree puts down its deepest roots in a, in a time of drought. 
So when, when trials come our way, they might, it might be God just kind of bringing us uh, something that's going to strengthen our faith. But, and it might also be trials come, sometimes come because we do, we do foolish, ignorant, dumb, we do dumb things. We make mistakes and we bring it on ourselves. Come on, somebody help me out. You've never made a bad, I've made, I've made bad decisions. I made bad choices and, beca- and I had to pay a penalty for it. But sometimes the tests and the trials come because it's from the, it is from the enemy. And, and God is never going to test us by breaking your leg or giving you cancer. Or doing, but, but sometimes the real negative things come. They're from the enemy. And, uh, you know, because he is the corrupter of all things. And uh, he's, he's evil. There's nothing good about him. Everything, ne- everything negative on this planet comes from the devil. You know, everything twisted, everything corrupted, every war, famine, you know, emotional torment, depression, fear, all these things, everything negative, it's really from the devil. And we have to understand that sometimes because we live on this corrupted, because we live on this corrupted planet, that we, that we, that we just come into exposure to things that, that happen in our life. The enemy came and sowed tears among the wheat. Yeah. So they, they come to the landowner and they say, what should we do about it? You know, and what did he say? He said, let them grow together. Allow them to grow together. So we have to learn that we are living in a perverse generation, the Bible says in, in Acts chapter 2. It says we are living in a perverse generation. But we have, to, we have to learn to live in the world, but not be of the world. And with God we can, with his Holy Spirit helping us, we can live apart. We can live us. We can live lives that are holy unto God, separate from the world, not not acting like the world, not thinking like the world, not speaking like the world, but speaking like children of God, the ones that He holy, holy and blameless before Him, walking upright in the world as a as a light and a witness to them. Praise the Lord. But the servants were anxious, and uh, and they said, you know, basically we did everything right. We did what you wanted us. How could this happen? Well, he said, obviously an enemy. But you know, here's something we have to remember. When a problem comes into your life, it doesn't necessarily mean you've missed God. In fact, you might be right in the will of God. You remember the incident where Jesus told his disciples to get into the boat and go to the other side? And they got in the boat, and Jesus got in the boat, and he was asleep. You remember that? And what happened? They got out in the water, and the storm came. It's like, were they, were they out of the will of God? No, they were doing exactly what God said. They were doing exactly what Jesus said. They got into the boat. They were going on the other side. And Jesus was in the boat with them, and the storm still came. So it, it does, just because a storm comes doesn't mean you've missed God. It doesn't mean you're out of God's will. It could be that you're right in the middle of God's will. And God used it to, te- to test them. He said, where's your faith? Where's your, you just, you know, you're getting all panicky. Don't you know that I'm with you? And that's the way God wants us to be. When struggles come, when trials come into our life, if we get all panicky and upset, God God wants to stand up. Hey, don't you know I'm with you? Don't worry, I'm with you. Chill. You know, come on. Trust me. I'm with you. I'll take you through this. I'll get you to the other side. It'll be okay. But unexpected things happen uh, because an enemy has done it. But the storms of life, they test us. We grow deep in our faith during, during struggles and, and trials. Our faith is developed through what we go through. 
and those experiences teach us to trust God. How are we going to handle it when struggles come, when storms happen? Are we going to look to God? Are we going to try to handle it ourselves? So you remember what the first thing they said, these, the servants? They said, you want us to go and gather up the tares? You want us to do something about it right away? And that's something that we, we often do. We try to figure out what to do, and we, and we want to go do We want to get this over with. We want to solve the problem. But sometimes we need to let God give us the answer. And they go to the master, and they say, what should we do? Should we gather them up? And he says, no. And if you go to God, God always has the answer, and it's always the right answer. But whenever you go to God, when there's a problem in our lives, whenever we go to God, we have to be willing to hear God say yes or no, to say this or that. So many times, we've, we've kind of made up our mind what we want to do, and we ask God to confirm it. God's not going to confirm our decision. He's going to give us his. You know, there's an account in the book of Jeremiah where the people, the Babylonians had come and they'd taken away the, the Israel into captivity. But they left some of the poorest people in the land and they left somebody, that was kind of, they appointed a ruler over these people that were left. And uh, one of the warlords came and killed the ruler. The guy who the Babylonians had put in charge, they killed him. And now they were afraid. It's like, oh boy, we're on their bad side. We better go to Egypt. So they were planning on going to Egypt, but first they came to Jeremiah. And they said, Jeremiah, we, need, we, want, to work, we, want, to go, we want to know what God says. Would you pray for us and tell us whether we should go to Egypt or not? And Jeremiah said, okay, I'll pray. So he goes and he prays. And he comes back a couple days later and he says, no, God says don't go to Egypt. It's okay. You'll be all right if you stay here. If you go to Egypt, you'll all die, but God wants you to stay here. And the first thing they said was, well, when they asked Jeremiah to pray, they said, we, we promise. We tell him, whatever, you, whatever God says, we'll do. Whatever God says, we'll do. Pray for us. We'll do whatever God says. And Jeremiah comes back and said, no, don't go to Egypt. Stay. You know what they did? They said, you're lying. You're just doing that to get us. You, you just want us all dead. You want us to stay here so the Babylonians will come and kill us. And so they, they made up their mind to go. So it didn't matter what the prophet said. It didn't matter what God said. And sometimes we have to be careful that we haven't made up our mind so strong that we just want God to confirm our decision and not really want his. We have to be willing to hear God say anything when we go to God. But if we, but because he always has the right answer. He always knows what's best. You know, we, if we just need to humble ourselves and say, God, you speak to me, God, and I'll do it. I'll do whatever you say because you know the beginning from the end. You have the right answer and you'll bring me through this in victory if I'll do it your way. Hallelujah. So the master says no. And uh, we'll let it, we'll, in this case, God says, leave it alone. Sometimes we have to do something, and sometimes we have to just leave it alone. Don't respond, he's saying. Don't react. Don't fly off the handle. Don't panic. Don't ask everybody else what to do. And sometimes, if you have a trusted friend, I'm not saying you should never ask advice. If you have a trusted friend, somebody you know can really hear God, then fine, get some advice. But don't go asking everybody about your problem because you'll get all different answers. People, people have their own ideas of how to handle things and it's just going to bring confusion in your life. But stay close to God. Get trusted advice. 
And God, God says, when the time is right, he will handle it or he will show us what to do. It's through faith and patience that we inherit the promises of God. We need to really depend on God. Trust him. That's why the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And what? And lean not to your own understanding. Whenever we encounter a trial, a problem that we're in, and we need God's wisdom, we need to go to him with an open heart and say, God, here I am. Show me your way, Lord, and I'll do it. The battle is not yours, but it's the Lord's if you trust him, if you have faith in him. I was thinking of that account in Chronicles chapter 20, where the king of Israel, the the king of Judah at the time was a man named Jehoshaphat. And some armies came against him. And the Bible says in Second Chronicles, it says, Jehoshaphat was afraid because of this great army that came against him. And the first thing he did was he declared, he called the leaders together and declared a fast. And they fasted and prayed and sought God. And God spoke through somebody in that midst. And he, and he said, go, the battle is yours. And the battle is not yours, but it's mine. Send out. It's when they sent out the praisers. Remember that account where they just sent the praisers out and God routed the enemy? And that was an, ex- an unusual answer. But because they sought God, because they trusted him and sought him and did what he said, God brought about a great victory. And God will bring about victory for us if we'll seek him with all of our hearts and trust him and do what he says to do, no matter whether it makes sense or not. It's a key for us who are walking with him. And God doesn't always tell us in advance what he's going to do. He just kind of shows up on time. Hallelujah. You know, I thought he's not like the weatherman. You can't get a 10-day uh, forecast with God to say what's coming. He just kind of shows up. And when he does, it's settled and it's taken care of. In Genesis chapter 39, Joseph was languishing in an Egyptian jail. He woke up one morning. It was going to be like every other day. And he didn't know what was going on in the palace. He didn't know that Pharaoh had had a dream. He didn't know that somebody needed to interpret the dream. He didn't know they were coming to get him. He thought it was like every other day. But that day was going to change his life. And you never know. That's why you have to just keep trusting God. Because you never know when God's going to turn it around. In the midnight hour, he'll turn it around every time. In Exodus chapter 3, it talks about Moses in the burning bush. You know the story of Moses? He grew up in Pharaoh's house. And when he was a young man, he, he sensed the calling on his life. And he said, I'm going to go out. And he, he saw an Egyptian harming an Israelite. And he killed the Egyptian and buried him in the sand. And he thought, they'll understand that I'm their, I'm their savior. But he didn't. He was taking matters in his own hands. And so he had to go out in the backside of the desert and pastor his sheep for 40 years. You know, I've found very often when we try to take matters in our own hands, God has to let that die. God has to let something die. He has to, so that, so that when he raises it back up, we know it's him. So Moses had to go for 40 years and pastor those sheep. He had to, his ambition, his self-ambition had to die so God could raise it back up and be God in his life, and use him in a great way. So Jesus comes.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Suddenly, he comes suddenly. Like on the day of Pentecost. They were just waiting. And the Bible says, suddenly, a sound from heaven came and filled the whole house where they were sitting. What's the real key to having God's answer when we, when we encounter struggles or trials of life? The real key is staying close to God, developing that relationship with God so you can hear his voice when he speaks, developing that intimacy with God so when, when it's time for him to give us the answer, we'll be ready, we'll hear it, we'll be sensitive to his spirit, and, and we'll, we'll know what to do. So I just want to share that with you tonight. Trials, unexpected situations, Come to every one of us. Sometimes you have to just act. A couple, a few weeks ago, we had a, a a flood in our basement. The washing machine didn't shut off and just kept pumping the water. And uh, my wife went downstairs, and all of a sudden I hear her scream. I mean, really scream like Ned, you know. And I'm like, jumped up and I ran downstairs, and and our whole basement had about what two, three inches of water all over. It was been running forever. Well, you know what? That wasn't a time for us to go and pray and seek God for what to do. We, the first thing we did was we started, we started sucking up the water and calling for help. So sometimes you just have to act. But other times, if, if there is time and the problem is severe, you need, to serve, you need to seek God with all your heart. And just lay before, just... Go to him and say, God, here I am. Speak to me, Lord. I want to do your will. I know, you, I know you, you've known about this problem from the beginning of time. You've, this was no surprise to you. So, Lord, I'm your servant, and I'm here to hear your voice. And I just want to draw close to you. Draw closer and closer so that you will speak to me, and I'll hear and have victory in Jesus' name. So, Lord, I thank you. I thank you that nothing, that unexpected things may come to us, but they're not unexpected to you. That you, Lord, from all eternity knew exactly what was going to happen in our lives. And I thank you, Lord, that you are the answer, that you have the answer. If we seek you with all of our hearts and not panic and not get upset. So I pray, Lord, that whenever trials come into our lives, that we will seek you, stay calm, and find the answer. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's word and that you be filled with his love and strength as you daily serve him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.